students are definitely finding the wear of masks physically uncomfortable, um, along with the difficulty of communicating. They're, they're very subdued and it's affecting their confidence levels because I find that I'm having to ask, myself, ask them to repeat themselves all the time. It's, yeah, it's definitely affecting um, oral communication in the class and lack of role play, lack of group work in the physically distanced class is making it very difficult altogether. There isn't really like the recipe for getting it right. You know, I think it really depends on, on what it works for your classes, you know, because you have to take into account so many, so many things. So the biggest challenge, I suppose, in my classroom has been um, the fact that the kids are physically distanced from each other. So trying to uh, allow them to work in groups or pairs um, in a comfortable way and, and so that they can hear each other has been quite difficult. They're wearing, you know, masks, obviously, and they are at a distance. So it's a little bit uncomfortable for them to, to work comfortably together. I mean, they can't even share books or look in at a worksheet. So that's a bit tough. Welcome to episode 2 of MFL Shop Talk. This episode is hosted by Libby Butler and myself, Eileen Bowman, and we are both Modern Foreign Languages Advisors with Junior Cycle for Teachers Support Service. If you are listening for the first time, you might like to start with episode 1, where we spoke to teachers about student engagement in the physically distanced MFL classroom. In episode 2, we spoke to teachers about oral communication in the Coburn context. We wanted to explore the challenges they are facing and how these challenges may be overcome. Yeah, I suppose um, what I'm missing the most at the moment in the class with students is the interaction, the peer learning and the interaction student to student. I suppose what I'm finding is when I'm teaching in the class, I, I have this longing to actually just want to put the desks into groups and I can't. <laughs> So for me, the biggest challenge I've encountered was certainly the dynamic of the classroom. I usually keep them very engaged in the oral communication by going through them, walking through them and walking from one desk to the other and let them do the same whenever they are the ones actually asking the questions to one group to the other. And I found that the movement was really keeping the flow and keeping the energy and keeping them motivated to talk. So I had to adapt all that. I've tried to keep them as engaged as before by adapting the questions. And I think the if effective questioning is keeping the motivation up. So I had to work a lot on how to ask the questions. Masks and the distance between students seem to be a particular challenge. We are now going to hear Deirdre, Aoife and Christian discuss some strategies which have helped them to encourage students' spoken production and spoken interaction in their classrooms as well as at home. Yeah, it is. It's definitely challenging. So I think the main challenge at the moment is, is to try and build the confidence in speaking with students. Um, you know, we can do it in homework, you know, with homework assignments, um, using technology, uh, audio recordings, videos and all of that. And that's that's really where that space is going to allow them to build that confidence. But I think in the classroom, if we're talking about what we're actually doing in the classroom. So today with my 
first year Spanish class, they were asking each other, uh, what's in your bag, you know, uh, in Spanish. And they, they were then saying the items that they had in their bag. Um, and then they were saying what's not in your bag and they were saying what, what wasn't in their bag. So that was just kind of a, a little pair exercise. Uh, another thing I did then with my second years was um, I got um, them to take out some their whiteboards and their journals and I just got them to kind of, they were doing classroom items, they were uh, revising classroom items in, in second year Spanish and I just got them to kind of uh, to draw out the item and then the other student had to guess and just say the word, you know, very simple things, but just to inject a bit of fun, just to do short, you know, short little power work. We do um, a lot of um, games like uh, Battleship as well. And um, and I noticed that, you know, that there is a structure in these games and they enjoy that um, because it feels safe when they're talking, when they're saying their sentences and, and, and stuff like that. So they particularly enjoy it. And, and I have to say, they, they, they are learning so much and they're improving so much in many aspects of, of the of the oral production there. They listen to each other very effectively. They produce a, a lot of um, a lot of sentences and while they're having fun. So that, that has been really, really positive. I'm still trying to find new strategies that will actually work because they are wearing their masks. They're kind of doing prayer work, but from a distance, kind of with the person nearest to them at the at the desk, which is not ideal. And do you find that technology helps Aoife then to do the prayer work? Because you talked about blended teaching and learning. What I do find it helps with is maybe the fun stuff that we're missing out on in the classroom that maybe I'm getting to assign it for homework. Uh, for example, I got the first years to record themselves saying the alphabet for me and um, they, they put it up on Teams um, just for me to see, which was kind of a nice little link so I could hear them and without their masks on and some of them did nice little kind of um, graphics to go with it, etc. Engaging tasks done in class and at home seem to play a role in supporting oral communication. So my second year class, um, I took them over from an, from another teacher from last year. So they were brand new, but they're super actually very enthusiastic, lovely group. And we were doing, um, we're practicing modal verbs and food, and we decided to do some recipes. So I said that they could work on their own or they could work uh, in groups or pairs if they wanted to. So they were very creative. There was one group that, uh, there were three of them and they actually did the cooking and baking at home on their own in their own houses, but they edited it all together and uh, it was very clever. So they submitted that then as their piece and we, we all viewed it together. But the three of them actually contributed um, the work and uh, it, there was something from each kitchen and the end result, they all cooked at the same time, you know. Chiara and Fanula share some strategies around assessing oral communication using technology. Um, on the side of the assessment, for example, uh, one thing that I found important was giving them the opportunity to be orally assessed by like um, recording themselves, like to uh, know if I have heard the proper sounds that I want to hear. And they've been delighted with that. I always got my students all to download an audio app onto their phone and they can share that then to their teams, you know, the share button, you know, the prong with the two little dots, share to teams and I can pick it up there. Then likewise, I record myself on my audio and I can email it to them, I can put it on Teams, I can put it on Padlet, all the different platforms, you know, but obviously we want to use the one platform, stick to the one platform, but it's very simple to do. 
We also asked our teachers about their experience of classroom-based assessment one, oral communication, and what strategies they used to overcome the particular challenges they faced this year. How did our teachers manage to adapt to the current context? You know, it will be difficult to see their, their facial gestures. And, and I feel a little bit sad that the experience wasn't as, as I had hoped. Now, saying that, they, they still actually enjoyed the experience and, and they were delighted with themselves standing up in front of the class and doing their piece and they were very engaged and they worked very hard. Um, yeah, we are at the moment, we're in the process of, we're complete, completing the, the preparation process and, and next week um, uh, my students will be performing their CBA1. I've noticed for, for the preparation, it, it was a little bit tricky because, um, as my colleague said already, like it, it has perhaps affected the dynamics and the formats of the, um, of, of, of the CBAs that the students would choose. Um, there has been um, there has been a considerable drop in group work. Of course, that wasn't discouraged in any way, um, but it was just an independent choice from some students. Um, some students still are still going ahead with the group work, and. The other work on, on a shared uh, Google Doc, um, for example, and the share resources there, or um, they literally just just talk to each other from like two corners of the of the room, which is again not ideal, really. Now at home, it's a little bit easier because um, students are fantastic. You know, they, they just they find a way, any way, to go around things, and uh, um, you know sometimes they, they come back the following day and they tell me, look, sir, we have used um, uh, Snapchat we have used uh, TikTok, you know, to send each other videos, you know, to kind of like rehearse, you know, whatever we were going to say or uh, to kind of do a little bit of practice. So, you know, a lot of tools that I haven't even thought of myself, to be honest, you know, and, 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 and that's just, you know, so nice to see. And it is inspiring. We are doing CBA one at the moment with my uh, third year German class. We're in our third week at the moment, so they're they're delivering their presentations, which is great. But the biggest difficulty I found when, when we started the prep was realizing, oh my goodness, um, am I allowed to put them all down in a corner working with the people in their groups and um, being careful with sharing sharing props? You know, they're all wearing masks and, and this kind of worry that uh, we're, we're following all the rules because I felt I couldn't say to them, right, well, why don't you all meet up in each other's houses and, and work on that? So it was really difficult. And I was, these, all these things, these realizations were coming up as I was working through it. Um, but we got around it. And because the, the girls had been using Teams already during lockdown, um, they had that set up and they knew how to call, call each other. I mean, they can do that anyway on WhatsApp or, or Snapchat. So that wasn't a problem. So we got over that and, and that was fine. Um, so then, then when they were presenting it, we were kind of discussing, will we, let, will we let them take their mask off? What should we do? We had to ask our LWR and we were advised they need to leave their mask on. So we we, sp I, we kind of spun it a bit and I said, look, maybe it makes it a bit more relaxed. You can leave your mask on. It means you can be closer together. You can be in a more natural group in a circle doing your role plays. If you're with somebody else, you're not standing in a line, you know, at the top of the classroom. Um, so that has worked quite well. The only thing I did have to do, because I really could not hear them with the cloth masks, and I was recording some of them, obviously, you know, for my SAR. So I actually bought a, bath, uh, a box of disposable masks and I've asked the girls, would you mind putting one of these on? And they've all been very happy to do that. 
and it has meant that the the recording is much clearer or I can actually hear them when they're presenting. Disregarding the recording, for me to actually be able to hear them live and make a judgment, I need to be able to hear them. So that has helped a lot. I also um, have a microphone attached to my device for the for the ones that I am recording too. So, so far it's working well and, you know, it, it's fine. We did our CPA one during lockdown. So our current third years have done their CPA and we did the slide on, on Zoom and everything. Chiara referred there to the fact that they completed the CBA one oral communication during the lockdown when classes were held remotely. It may be worth clarifying the revised assessment arrangement for this particular school year. Of course, due to the exceptional circumstances of school closures earlier this year, the NCCA has published revised arrangements for the completion of classroom-based assessments CBAs, for the cohort students in third year in 2020-2021. So here are MFL teachers telling us a little bit more about the experience of CBA 1. We asked them what formats students chose this year and if these choices are very different from what they chose last year. There's been a mixture of presentations, quite a bit of PowerPoint individual ones this year, whereas previously there might be more group work, but there still have been role plays, maybe not quite as dynamic, not as many props um, as before, kind of more standing in, in groups at the, at the top of the room. There are the format of the CBA, it hasn't really changed that much, and I must say, uh, contrary to what Christian was saying there about the, you know, the individual that, that the format has changed to individuals. Uh, I have to say that most of mine are doing them in, in groups, actually in pairs or threes at max, um, but that there's only one individual CBA. So it's interesting to hear, you know, the different um, choices that the students are making. I have two students who decided to do it online, and that is simply because these students um, have not been in school since the beginning of the year. How did you deal with um, the spoken interaction, so the unscripted questions via technology? How did that work? Oh yeah, of course. Uh, it, it was like a, a Zoom kind of call like between the, the, the three of us, you know, so I, I was present there. You know, the, the, the students involved did, you know, their piece um, and then, you know, there was the unscripted the question section there. So with myself being live with them as well. So really it re replicated their um, live classroom as it is at the moment, because that is how it, uh, they actually attend your class at the minute anyway. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, they, they do attend the class as well. So, you know, right. what happens is I, you know, I teach my class normally and I just put my iPad there on my desk and I go live so they can see me. Um, I can't see them and they mute themselves, you know, for logistical reasons there. But if they have any questions and they either put them in the chat or they, they send me an email afterwards, that's the best way to go, especially for those students who unfortunately cannot be in, in the classroom at the moment. And I have to say, it, it was really, really nice, you know, to see the students there. And what I thought it was interesting is that these students actually replicated a normal scenario of true technology online. So what they actually did was was um, was a Zoom call, um, asking each other if they wanted to go to the zoo and organizing an, an event and stuff like that. So uh, I thought that that was that, that was really really clever, and it does serve a purpose there because you know there is an audience and there is. Uh, you know, there, it has a purpose as a task. So I thought it was really, really good. So, you know, even through technology, we can have very meaningful conversations. And these students just show me that it is possible to do that.
Um, well, I mean, since lockdown, the digital aspect has been very worthwhile and they're much more comfortable, you know, in their own creativity because they've been working individually through sending me videos, sending me audio recordings. So they're a lot more used to using audio recordings now in the classroom through assignments and such. Um, but I'm very disappointed that they can't really work together and collaborate as effectively as I would have liked them to have done in previous years, you know, because collaboration brings out more creativity rather than helping each other along and supporting each other. So that support isn't there this year. So, so they have chosen individual projects So we heard that although the circumstances are difficult at the moment, teachers and students have still been able to engage with topics of interest and present them in a format of their choice. So what about SLAR meetings? Yeah, we've just completed the CBA, so I haven't done the SLAR yet, but um, I do envisage that we will will possibly do it online, um, you know, that, that's a possibility to do the slur online. We we could also have have an uh, an opportunity to do it face to face. So we will we will decide that you know as a department and see what suits. But you know it could be online. I suppose one concern I have about the slur, um, because I'm reflecting back to last year when we did the slur. Uh, we actually did the slur online last year, and that was actually a very positive experience because. Uh, you know, we just found it worked. Uh, we had a couple of glitches, like list, trying to listen to some video files and audio files, um, you know, just because there were there were three or four people on the call. There were, you know, just, just some technical kind of slowness with the Wi-Fi. So it was kind of pausing a little bit. But we got through it and we actually generally found it a really positive experience. And it was great to be able to do it, you know, via Teams on our platform and... And kind of everybody was was very willing to you know to get involved, and it was, it was you know we got a lot out of it. But I'm just thinking about this year, and I have a concern about uh, whether or not we'll be able to hear the students through the masks on video as well. You know, so that's so that's a huge concern. But look, you know, we'll do our best, and we'll we'll try and try and draw on the experience of the SLAR last year, and hopefully it will come together. Okay, so. Um... I only have third year German this year um, and unfortunately I'm the only German teacher in the school so I will be uh, looking to to do my SLAR with uh, a neighbouring school. But um, I do have lots of contacts in other schools and we do work together you know for, for senior cycle mock orals and things like that and we kind of collaborate so I'm very confident about contacting them. Now what I most likely will will do is um, see can I organise it digitally um, you know, via Teams, and we'll we'll just have to have a little look about protocols around sharing of samples, etc. But I think that would probably go down a bit better than me visiting the school or the the teachers visiting me. So for the second year CBA one, um, that will that is scheduled for the very end of the year. Uh, so hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, we might be in a better place by then, and we might be back to normal. Um, yes, so I I am in, in a very similar position um, as well, and I am the only Italian teacher in my school. So I've, I have been the only Italian teacher in, in my school for, for, for a while. And, um, you know, for me, um, the SLAR has been like a, a little bit different compared to other departments. 
it, it is positive in a way because you know it, it takes away all the hassle of you know planning you know the traveling and who is traveling if i'm going up if they're coming down um so all the all these sort of logistics you know they're they're gone now and it's and it, and it is it is a bit easier because we can just agree on a time we can you know we, we can have a zoom call we can have a, a google meet whatever whatever platform we are we want to use and, and and it is really really good now of course you're taking away you know the, the human elements there which is very important you know especially when you when, when you are connecting uh with other colleagues with other professionals you know and you and especially when you're discussing you know students work you know that there has to be uh the, the human connection there you know um but of course you know circumstances are what they are and um, I'm sure that there will be some 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 issues, you know, with technology in terms of sharing and in terms of uh, other issues. But um, I, I think you know it, it could also be like a very positive um, experience um, for everybody, um, you know. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Thank you to our participating MFL teachers, Aoife, Chiara, Christian, Deirdre and Finola. As always, lots of food for thought here. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of MFL Shop Talk and we look forward to continuing the conversation.